Welcome to Street Knowledge with Chris Graham. Welcome to the show. It is that time of year. We are starting our starting up again our NASCAR coverage with Rod Mullins, our NASCAR beat guy, as we're getting ready for this Sunday's Daytona 500. Rod, it's 2023. We're getting ready to start the NASCAR season, and I know nothing about what's going to happen, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are probably similar to me. We want to know, though, what's going on. Where do you start? We got Daytona this weekend. We had the clash uh, a week and a half ago, whatever it was. Uh, what do we need to know heading into Sunday? Oh, that's a good question. I, you know, I don't know really where to start with this, except uh, I guess to put the finger, I guess, on the page, kind of close my eyes and picture the Kyle Busch trade. I mean, or at least Kyle Busch going to Richard Childress Racing. I guess that's probably been the biggest news of everything that's happened in the off season. Uh, plus you've got the, the work that's been done on the, uh, the next generation car, trying to solve these problems that kind of plagued it in the, in the second part of the, uh, the season, I should say in the second part of the playoff schedule, when you had cars just erupt and then, you know, catch on fire. Uh, you know, I think that's probably been a couple of the big news items. You know, there's been some swapping around of some drivers, uh, Noah Gregson has come over from the uh, Xfinity series. He's going to be racing with uh, Richard Petty now, but Richard Petty and uh, Petty GMS is no longer Petty GMS. It's called Legacy Motor Club because Jimmy Johnson has now entered into partnership. So it's got Richard Petty and it's got the uh, corporate, at least the corporate beginnings and operations of GMS racing, and now Jimmy Johnson. And so they decided to, to just go ahead and combine that into legacy motor racing. And Jimmy Johnson's going to race at least, I think, five, maybe six races this year. And so uh, it's it's going to be interesting. I think it'll be a very interesting season. And um, if it's anything like what the clash was uh, in Los Angeles a week and a half ago when we we're watching a little bit of it. Um, it could be just a, uh, just an all out like demolition derby at a local fair. That's what it could be like. I mean, we'll see some cars. Uh, we're going to see some tempers flare. I don't, I don't know what we're going to see yet. Kevin Harvick. I can throw that in. Kevin Harvick's going to retire at the end of this season. Uh, probably going to go into the Fox, uh, booth as a, one of the commentators, um, actually got a little bit of airtime yesterday, I think during a motocross event that they had on television on NBC, and he was kind of telling everybody rubbing elbows with the guys that were covering the motocross event, telling them, you know, sort of the things he's looking forward to this season. And also after the season's over with, so we've, we've got a lot of confusion out there about the whole thing, uh, where people are going, where they're going to end up. Uh, I think that's been solved, but we just really don't know what kind of season to expect this year. Is it, is it going to be the return and glorious fashion of Jimmy Johnson and five races? I don't know. We, we, we just have yet to see. So looking at the clash, uh, Martin Truex Jr. At the end of the night, I uh, got the, the, the win in that. Is there anything we can glean from any of what we saw that day? It's, it's so different than what you normally see on a, on a Sunday uh, on a NASCAR track, just because it's such a small track. Right. The speeds aren't that great. The, the biggest speed I saw during the, the straightaways, they can get up around 90 miles an hour there. And, you know, it's a lot of, like you said, demolition derby type racing. Is there anything to glean from that? Or is it just something they're trying to go to Los Angeles? They're trying to get a foothold out there and also a chance for the teams just to kind of go through game day operations. I think that's part of it. I think they're also trying to uh, reinforce or strengthen that Los Angeles, Southern California tie. Uh, you know, they've got it out there at the, at the Coliseum. 
But, you know, the plans are right now that they're not going to race. Uh, I don't think they're going to race this year at uh, Auto Club Speedway out in, uh, out there in the desert, just a little bit outside of, uh, of Los Angeles. But the plan is they're going to take what was a super speedway, at least at one time, and they're going to reduce it down to a short track. So that might be the possibility where we may see the clash move from the L.A. Coliseum out to uh, Auto Club Speedway when they decide to get that thing going. Uh, but they're, they're changing the track dramatically. I mean, it's going from this super speedway all the way down to a short track. And I kind of classify it probably as somewhere between um, maybe a Bristol, but more like a, uh, I guess, more like a Richmond, so to speak. And that's that's defined as a short track there. But, uh, you know, I think more than anything else, this race last week was more of a um, sort of a morale builder, I guess, for Martin Truex Jr. I mean, Martin Truex did not have a good season, um, you know, ended up getting knocked out, uh, was on the verge of making the playoffs, didn't win a race, didn't, you know, win anything last season. And it's part of this tumultuous thing that was going on at Joe Gibbs Racing with Kyle Busch not having any sponsorship or at least, you know, and they didn't want to talk to Kyle Busch. Uh, all the different things that were going on there. And then, of course, you had the death of Coy Gibbs, uh, uh, J.D. Gibbs' son, or the one that, uh, the grandson of uh, Joe Gibbs, uh, who uh, it was his son that uh, passed away suddenly at one of the races there toward the end of the season. Um, there's been a lot of things going on in the JGR uh, pits and the, and the, the team. And it's kind of it's kind of hard to pinpoint one thing. I mean, they've got almost like, a new set of drivers in one sense. Ryan Priest is going to be there with them this year, uh, but they still have Denny Hamlin. They still have um, Christopher Bell in there as well. And, you know, they've they've got the nucleus there. They've still got Martin Truex out of that group. But, you know, you kind of wonder, is has Joe Gibbs kind of started, have they kind of run their course, I guess, so to speak, in NASCAR? Uh, you don't bring anything up. This was one thing I read during the off season. I don't know if you had a chance to see it. Christopher Bell was talking at one point. He likes to go dirt track racing. He likes to race on a dirt track and, you know, go to these places, sort of like what um, Kyle Larson would do in the off season, kind of keep his skill honed a little bit. Joe Gibbs Racing said absolutely not. And this was coming down from the head man, from Joe Gibbs. He said, no dirt racing. I don't want anybody doing any dirt racing you're either committed to the team or you're not committed to it at all. So Christopher Bell's kind of been, you know, left between a rock and a hard place. That's one of his, you know, favorite sports outside of racing NASCAR. That's where he cut his teeth on racing. Um, that's kind of strange right there. And I don't know what exactly is going on with that, but, you know, there is a, a power shift and, and all these sort of things going on at Joe Gibbs Racing. And Martin Truex just looked at it as a positive sign, I think, winning that clash race on uh, that on Sunday out there at the LA Coliseum. And I think it was a good win for him, but to me, I think it's kind of an empty win. Uh, you know, it's not anything that holds any kind of prestige except to just kind of toot your own horn around the, the track and just say, Hey, I won the, the clash at the Coliseum and people back out East are saying, yeah, so what, you know, that's kind of the way we're looking at it. And some of us kind of watched it and, I wasn't really thrilled with it this year. Last year, I was thrilled with it. I thought last year was a pretty good, you know, step in the right direction. But this year, it was just it was just pandemonium on the track. It seemed like just beating and banging like crazy. And they may think that's what the fans want, but you know, I'd like to have seen a little bit of some skilled racing instead of a 
Joey Logano trying to shove somebody out of the way till he can get his position up through there and so forth. And so Joey Logano didn't make any friends during the clash. And we know that'll transfer over to this season, you know, paybacks are heck, at least what they say in NASCAR. So we'll find out. Speaking of uh, things you, you, that, that you hack and moves and everything else, there's a few rule changes this year that are in effect. And uh, one thing we won't see is the exciting into the uh, penultimate race of last year's season when Ross Chastain and Martinsville yeah. uh, climbed up the uh, wall and passed five cars to get into the uh, championship finale. Uh, the NASCAR are basically saying that's not a new rule. They're just going to enforce what they, whatever rules they say are in the book already that would make that move illegal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's one of a few rules changes. But the one that, I mean, I don't know. We had never seen it before, so it's not likely we would ever see it again. But right. we won't see it again because uh, yep. NASCAR is saying it's it's not going to be allowed in the future. Well, and you know, I'm and I've got my questions about this. How's NASCAR going to judge? You know, does it does it fall under the blatantly drive your car at 100 miles an hour into the turn, bounce off, bounce off, bounce off until you can go ahead of Denny Hamlin and get into the points chase, the playoffs, and everything right down to the finals? Or do you, you know, or something happened? What happens if we fall into this situation? Say a gas pedal sticks, say something else happens, or, you know, you're trying to get around somebody and they bump you and they hit you into the wall and you're fighting to get, get away from the wall, get back out there on the track and you're on a short track and you just end up taking out two or three different cars. Is that going to be ruled as one of those moves? I don't know. Uh, this is, this is one of those things that I kind of attribute uh, this sort of thing to, Maybe the NFL's targeting thing. When you look at it from a targeting standpoint, you know, is it a deliberate attempt to try to go and win a race or is it just incidental contact? You know, and I kind of look at it the track. I think you're going to see a lot more incidental contact, but where's NASCAR going to draw the rule or draw the line at that with that rule? Because uh, the, they really don't know what's going on inside the, uh, the driver's head. So that's going to be interesting to see how they're going to enforce that rule. But you know, I, I have to give Chastain credit. I have to give him points for coming up with such a move like that. I mean, he said it was a video game move. Well, you know, sooner or later, somebody's going to be, you know, ingenious enough to come up with the idea. Hey, I'm going to come up with something. If it worked on video and in a video game, I'm going to try it. So that's what he ended up doing. And uh, now we are faced with the situation of no more Chastain moves, especially like a short track, like at Martinsville, what happened, or for that matter, the rest of the circuit. As long as they don't try anything from Talladega nights or days of thunder, I think we'll be all right. Uh, um, yeah. As long as, <laughs> as long, let me just say this. As long as I don't see some driver come out from underneath his car when it's been turned over and he strips off his fire suit and goes running up through there, save me, baby Jesus. No. <laughs> I don't want that. Okay. <laughs> Anything else, but you know, no, I mean, I can take Cole, uh, uh Cole trickle kissing up on, uh, you know, Claire Lewicki, uh, Nicole Kidman in the movie, but no, none of this will feral stuff running down the middle of the track <laughs> and thinking he's on fire and save me, baby Jesus. No, uh-uh, I can't take that. So, Hey, that's a great segue. I was going to, I was going to bring up a couple other things that were rules changes this year. Fire retardant underclothing. Uh, yes. Speaking of Will Ferrell running down track, Ricky Bobby, uh, uh, NASCAR is now mandating fire retardant underclothing. It's, it had previously just been recommended. And a couple other things, I think, are from a safety standpoint that are worth mentioning. Um, they're the new recording systems in cars for more powerful crash data. And also, um, they're going to have a big increase in the number of drivers who wear mouthpiece sensors. Same thing, just so they can 
kind of track what what drivers are saying. So in the event of an accident, they can use that data to uh, better kind of figure out what happened. So, all right. So fire retardant clothing, you know, the, the crash data, they're just trying to make things safer out there. Yeah, they are. And I think that that's probably been prompted from the fact of, you know, the late season thing when Kevin Harvick's car just all of a sudden erupted into flames there coming up on the right side and all that rubber getting caught up underneath there and setting this, you know, setting in fire and so forth. I think they, it's, it's better to be safe and sorry, I think in that case. And I think the other thing they're trying to do too, uh, you know, that mouthpiece data, I think that means a lot, uh, especially what's coming out of their mouth. Uh, because sometimes you don't hear what the team or what the driver might say right before an accident happens, or you do hear it and you don't get the, I guess, the impact, so to speak. If they hit the wall or something like that, we, we got a sample of it a little bit, I think, this, uh, this past year with Alex Bowman, when Alex Bowman kind of slapped the wall and there was kind of a pause there from the time that he hit. And then he says, guys, I don't feel so good. And that almost happened, you know, within just a few seconds after he hit the wall. So I think they're, they're trying to figure out at least some way. And I think these sensors and all this uh, improved sensor uh, capability that they'll have on the cars will help them out a whole lot. And I think that they've got to have it, especially with this uh, fear of the concussions and everything. I mean, look, Kurt Busch is sitting out right now. Kurt Busch is probably going to be sitting out the entire year unless, you know, they give him the clearance to go with it. And he's already working kind of like an advisor to that team, that uh, 2311 team. But, uh, you know, you wonder where's, you know, where's Kurt Busch going to end up after this? Is he going to end up, you know, on the sidelines and going to be cast off and, you know, say, well, he's just another product of the concussion uh, protocol. Uh, You know, what about with Dale Earnhardt Jr.? I mean, you look at it now, Dale Earnhardt Jr. probably had more concussions than he ever let on about. Uh, but it's been because of more careful, I guess, assessment by the doctors and so forth now of what he's run into. Concussions change. Concussions are different each time. Uh, you may just bang your head and come up with a simple uh, bang your head sort of thing and say, oh, about my head. Oh, that kind of hurt a little bit. And it can go from anywhere between that to, you know, blood on your brain that they have to go and something happens like that. Um You'd be surprised. Uh, I just I never knew about any of this kind of stuff of when you got a concussion until the first time I had one. And when I had mine, um, I was like, why would I have a have a concussion like this? And why would I felt the way I did? Well, it was in cold weather and I was out skiing, too. I was out skiing for the first time and leave it to a pharmacist to tell me not a doctor, but a pharmacist to tell me that, hey, your blood vessels, everything else is constricted back here in the back of your head and stuff. And when it's cold, uh, you know, you're more susceptible. You just got hit in the right place at the wrong time is what happened to you. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing with these NASCAR drivers. Uh, A lot of this is going to have to, uh, you know, a lot of information is being gathered right now as to what they're going to do for the future about, are they going to have to make safer, uh, as I call them cockpits, are they going to have to make them, uh, make helmets a little bit different? Are they going to have to come up with something else that's up for an NASCAR to decide here in the next few years as to what direction they're going to go in to protect the drivers a little more. Uh, one competition related rules change, I don't know if it's a rules change or not, maybe just a announcement for this year, but NASCAR's, uh, officially designated eight locations this year, uh, where they'll, where they'll have the wet weather packages, rain tires and, and and um, windshield wiper hookups. Uh, among those uh, two here in Virginia, Martinsville and Richmond, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wonder from a, you know, competition standpoint, I mean, and, and this is in case they want to race in, in, in rainy conditions, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, they have to make a decision there. It, I can't imagine even with having the, uh, wet weather tires, uh, and, um, uh, the, the, the hookups for the, the windshield wipers, you're going to go out there in a downpour, but you know, what, what does this mean for, you know, I mean, for, for those races, uh, and, and why, why would they go out to, you know, to make this, make this, uh, a priority? <clears throat> I think it's more of a testing thing to kind of see, you know, what's going to happen to anticipate a little bit about the future. And I I really don't think you're going to see this at a super speedway. You're not going to see it at a Talladega. You're not going to see it at a Daytona or any place like that. Now you might see it probably at an Indianapolis road course. You might see it at a Watkins Glen. You'll probably see it at uh, out on the coast on the West coast there at Sears point. Uh, you know, there's so many different tracks, but you know, this thing about bringing it in at Martinsville and Richmond, it's a short track. It's contained. They at least can race in in a little bit slower patterns and so forth. But I think they're also trying to prepare them and get them ready for that possibility that, you know, it could rain that weekend when they have that big road race in Chicago, they might be trying to prepare them just a little bit more and getting, getting them used to it. Um, I think I heard one thing probably about a year or two ago, I guess it was that circuit of the Americas race. Uh, Chase Elliott was out there and there were cars just going everywhere. The rain had happened and so forth. And some of these guys just don't know how to drive on some of this stuff. They think that it's okay. Let's go ahead and let's just put the hammer down and let's drive around this track and everything. But you know, your tires are a little bit different. They're designed, of course, to give you some grip out of it. And those windshield wipers are up there just for the main thing of, keeping your windshield clean and trying to keep that rest of that mist and everything that's coming off the other cars. But I think it's more of a preparation, I think, for the upcoming season to kind of prepare some of these drivers. Hey, there is the possibility this could happen. And we want to be ready because some of the fans, they want racing. They want to see them race in the rain, let them race in the rain. But we've got to take our precautions to you know make sure everything is ready by the time it rolls around for that particular race. So I think it's a little bit of a, a testing ground, so to speak, if you want to call it that. Yeah. The other tracks you, you're, you're online there, Indy, um, Milwaukee, New Hampshire, North Wilkesboro and Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition to LA, even though L- the, the LA race already happened. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one other thing I was going to ask about. You talk about road races. Um, uh, NASCAR this year saying that no longer will there will be stage breaks at road courses. Right. Uh, they'll still award points at the end of stages. They're just not, not going to stop the race and restart. Right. Uh, I think that's good. I think that kind of changes things to where it's a continuous race now. I think it gets back to, you know, the way that things used to be before they got into this stage racing and so forth. And um, I don't know. I just, uh, I think at this point, I think for the road courses, I think that's going to work out really good. I think more than anything else, I'd like to see a little bit more of this, uh, the practice sessions and different things like that. I know Denny Hamlin has called that into effect, you know, no practice sessions, none of this stuff. Uh, you know, they got a couple of them in last year. They got a few in at some different places, but I think a lot of these drivers are wanting to return back to what they used to have in place before NASCAR kind of threw everything up in the air. And then the first paper that hit, you know, says, Oh, we'll give that one an A and we'll give this one an F and so forth. I think that's what they're trying to do. And I think they're trying to open it back up to get to that. Uh, But it just remains to be seen where we're going to go. I mean, let's just keep our fingers crossed. We don't have another outbreak, a COVID outbreak, because really when the COVID outbreak started, 
this is when all this practice stuff and this less uh, time being in the pits with one another and, and everything kind of started and you were kind of isolated from everybody. And so I think that's, that's going to be one of those things that we have to kind of take into consideration. I think it's off the books now. I don't think we're going to see anything like that, at least in the immediate future, but who knows we're spotting balloons and everything all over the, all over the planet and stuff. And those things could be just planting uh, terrible seeds in our atmosphere for us to get sick again. I don't know. I was reading a little bit of your uh, UFO thing this afternoon, <laughs> a little bit of that. And then they spotted somewhere uh, down toward independence this afternoon. They spotted uh, something that looked like a drone or a flying, looked like a small plane and uh, heard that a medevac helicopter had to be called off from landing up on top of the uh, the ridge right down below Mount Rogers, and two fighter jets came in through there and cordoned off the airspace where these guys couldn't land for this uh, medevac thing. I think they finally got on the mountain after a while and stuff, but, you know, hey, that's going to be the next thing I think it's going to come into play. Uh, what do you do about NASCAR? What do you do about... Um, well, you know, they did for the Super Bowl and stuff about airspace and all these different things. It's regulated. Uh, what's the chances of something like that happening in a NASCAR race? I mean, you don't know. I mean, this 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 is a crazy world in which we live. I I have no idea. I mean, but at least I, I'm reassured by watching the local news when they say that those things that were shot down over the weekend uh, did not pose an alien threat. I thought that was the most cheap cop-out line I have ever heard in my life about reporting about unidentified objects. I just well, thought hey, I, All I can say is when I was researching the story I wrote for Augusta Reeve yesterday, um, the Pentagon is saying, and now they're walking it back, but the yesterday during the briefing, uh, the, the Air Force our general who was talking about it said, we haven't ruled anything out, so... <laughs> oh my gosh i mean you can't hey if you, if you, uh, no, can't, you can't if it's not identified and and you know we don't know if it came from china or russia you don't know where it came from so yeah. um you don't want to say but uh uh let's see so what's what's uh what's what's on the agenda for uh nascar this week uh qualifying and everything else for daytona with with the big race being on sunday well you got the duels on thursday yeah. i think you've got the duels on thursday night and then of course you're gonna have truck race and then you're gonna have the xfinity race on saturday and then the big race on sunday and uh i think we were talking right before we went on to air and and so forth daytona sold out so that's a that's a good sign right there after hearing that um the xfinity series is going to be interesting i think the truck series kyle bush Speaking of him again, Kyle Busch has signed on to do five races in the truck series for Colleague Racing. So he's going to get back into the truck racing uh, thing a little bit more. But I think it's, I don't think it's as much him wanting to race as much as it is his requirement, probably now that he has signed with Chevrolet, that he's got to, you know, he's got to be behind the wheel of a Chevrolet and stuff. And then passing along information maybe to some of the other drivers and stuff in the series to kind of let them know, you know, this is how the truck does. This is what's going on because he's probably one of the, the authorities when it comes to the truck race and truck racing for that matter. So, uh, you know, they'll have that truck race, I think on Friday night. And then of course the Xfinity race, I'm looking forward to Sunday though. I think the, the race on Sunday will be interesting to watch. Um, it's wide open. I think at this point, anybody could, could come through you've not been hearing about uh what kind of speeds that they may be putting up for this one we only got a, a limited amount of speed and an idea from the clash out in los angeles this is nothing like 
the clash when you go to Daytona. We're going to be topping at least maybe close to 200 and some miles an hour, or maybe just a little tad over. But you've got a couple of IndyCar drivers. I think uh, I'm trying to remember one of the names. I think um can't think of the last name and stuff but one of the names came up uh connor and i can't think of the last name but he's actually going to be trying out for a spot on the uh on the daytona 500 race coming up for this sunday yep uh i don't care what the groundhog said a couple weeks ago uh spring is here when daytona's here so uh and and actually the whole week here and i I don't know what what it's like down your way up here this week is Supposed to be in his sixties all week, so it's it's feeling like spring already up here. Uh, oh, yeah. Then when Sunday, when Daytona, when they when they uh, put the flag down on Sunday and and, and gentlemen start your engine and all that stuff, that means it's it's spring now officially. So looking forward to uh, the, the 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 race week, speed week down there at Daytona, and of course the race on Sunday. And then Rod and I will get back on Monday and we'll recap it all for you. In the meantime, Rod, thanks for your time, your insight. I appreciate it. Thanks.